God bless you listeners. This is Brother Dell of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. I'm kicking off the summer series and the theme is man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Praise God. Thank you for listening. What I want to do is share with you an article that I wrote back on November the 18th of 2014. It is on my blog, which is gospelofrepentance.blogspot.com. And what I want to do, like I just mentioned, is read maybe some excerpts from that blog. And the reason why I want to uh, read some of it is because it ties in with the subject matter that I want to discuss in this podcast episode, and that is why only one way, or if I'm extending the title, why only one way to God. And that is not a popular idea. As a matter of fact, most of the world that is exposed to the gospel in some form of another, whether it be by radio or by family member or by reading the Bible themselves or by any other type of media would reject that idea that there's only one way to God. That is not what the uh, pundits are saying today. That is not what the politicians are saying. That is not what the popular television personalities are saying today. They're saying there are many ways to God and you basically choose your own path to happiness and to success and to fame and to fortune. And so to insinuate, especially in this day and age, in this modernistic society, that there's only one way to God is foolishness to a dying and lost world. Make no mistake, the Bible for most of the people of the world is utter nonsense. As a matter of fact, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, a natural man does not understand the things of the spirit. They are foolishness to him. Uh, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned or appraised or evaluated. So natural man is of course man that is devoid of God's spirit and so the things that are spiritual to us are foolishness to a man who is spiritually dead in his trespasses and sins now with that said is with that being said I wanted to make a point regarding the culture that we now live in. It is a culture that is based on moral relativism. It is a society that is age tolerant, meaning that we're in the age of tolerance and we're in the age of subjectivism. So if you are presenting gospel truth to someone who is devoid of God's spirit, they're simply going to say, hey, listen, uh, Brother Dell." Uh, what you believe is good for you 
what you believe is what you believe and you have your truth and I have my truth and that's good enough for me in other words I am not supposed to impose my truth on someone else who has a different truth because we're like I just mentioned we're in the age of relativism and truth is determined by each subjective person so if that is true then absolute truth does not exist and the Bible is claiming absolute unadulterated truth so if that is indeed true if if God is declaring that he is absolutely true then there is only one way to God and there cannot be many ways to God as the television personalities are telling us today so we have to make a choice in whom we're going to listen to and whom we're going to believe are we going to believe the modern day prophets and gurus and uh, intelligentsia of our day the supposed uh, revelators gypsies whatever you want to call them or are we going to believe the classic and un immutable word of God so are we going to believe a 2000 year old uh, man from Galilee or are we going to believe the Oprah Winfrey's of the world and the uh, other people that she associate with we have to make a decision on who we're going to believe and so what I also want to do is read for you a quote from C.S. Lewis he is the author of a book called Mere Christianity which was written in the 1950s I have not had the opportunity to read it yet but it's one of his classic books he's also of course the author of the classical Chronicles of Narnia series uh, that have now become uh, motion pictures at least the uh, at least three of the uh, books have and he said this quote I am trying here to prevent anyone saying that really foolish thing that people often say about him I'm ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher but I don't accept his claim to be God that is the one thing we must not say a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher he would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg or else he would be the devil of hell you must make your choice either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse you can shut him up for a fool you can spit at him and kill him as a demon or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God but let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher he has not left that open to us he did not intend to end quote and remember Jesus himself said to the religious leaders of his day if you do not believe that I am you shall die in your sins that's John chapter 8 verse 24 and of course Jesus said in John chapter 14 verse 6 I am the way 
the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. And then listen to Peter in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. He said this, Salvation is in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's an imperative. And so Peter was convinced that the only way to the Father God was through the Lord Jesus Christ, whom he, of course, talked to, walked with, learned from for three plus years when Jesus was here on the earth during his public ministry. Peter, also on the day of Pentecost, which was also the birth of the church, he preached the first gospel sermon and he said to the Jews, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Notice he didn't mention any other name. He didn't mention Mohammed. He didn't mention Buddha. He didn't mention Hare Krishna. He didn't mention David Koresh. He said Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's Acts chapter 2 verse 38. And then there was another occasion where Jesus had restored the sight of a blind man and he asked the blind man, do you believe on the son of God? He answered and said, who is he Lord that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, you have seen him and it is he that talks with you. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. John chapter nine verses 36 to 38. So ladies and gentlemen, it basically boils down to this. You either believe the gospel record or you don't. You either believe the gospel record or you don't. There's no middle ground. And we can even go back to the Old Testament. And I'm going to read from the book of Isaiah, the prophet. He said this, Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord and besides me there is no savior. That's Isaiah chapter 43, verses 10 and 11. And Isaiah said again, speaking on behalf of the Lord, he was the Lord's mouthpiece, for I am God and there is none other. I am God and there is none like me. Isaiah chapter 46, verse nine. Um, let me give you one problem with false religions and where they are deficient. So for those that are involved in a false religion and some of you who are listening to me on this podcast probably has dabbled in a false religion or may, may, may be engaged in one right now. Uh, with a false religion, here's one of the problems. Uh, you have to perform meritorious works in order to earn your grace which of course is an oxymoron. You can't earn grace and you have to work your way in to get your rewards to satisfy your God or your religious system. And it's a, it's a work righteousness system which can never save. See, the point that the religions miss, the false religions miss, is that everyone that is alive is a sinner. And if you don't deal with your sin problem all the 
good humanitarian things that a person could imagine no matter how benevolent they are no matter how much praise and adoration a person gets you still have not dealt with the problem of your sin so you're still in a state of condemnation with God because you have not confessed your sin to him you have not recognized your wretchedness and so what people tend to do to try to cover up for the deficiency in their their nature or their bad behavior is to do uh, pretentiously good things and on a human level people do wonderful things they they feed the hungry they go to the shelters they uh, they go to the homeless and give them food and clothing they will uh, send money to third world countries they, they, they want global peace they, they build uh, better housing for low income areas all these things are fantastic and wonderful things and people that have a lot of money and even some who don't they find ways to help and serve their communities these things are fantastic but at the end of your life when you are facing your creator in judgment all those things will not matter basically you're gonna have to answer the question all of us will what did you do with the Lord Jesus Christ you know and, and for those of you who may be listening to me right now you may have done all those wonderful things and I applaud your efforts but if you're using that as a cover-up as a smokescreen for the fact that you're still or in your sin if you die in sin instead of in Christ you are lost forever that is how important it is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that's how important it is to believe in one way to God so all these wonderful uh, rich television personalities and all these people who are rich in entertainment and in business who are doing fantastic things uh, on a worldly secular level like I said I applaud that but you still have not dealt with your most biggest problem you have a disease and the disease is sin and it is metastasizing your very soul you have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be forgiven of sin it can't be Jesus Christ and something else it has to be him and him alone listen to what I'm saying I am pleading I am begging with you to wake up open up your eyes unstop your ears and listen to the gospel message when Jesus began his earthly ministry he says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand he said it's time for you to believe the gospel what do I mean by repent repent simply means to turn away from your sin think about how your sin has offended the God of your creation so when you think of that and when you if you think about how sin is a stench in the nostrils of God how heinous it is then hopefully you'll be broken in your spirit you'll be brought to the end of yourself you realize that all the good things that you have done have meant absolutely nothing it is basically a, um, a pile of ashes as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 he said what will it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul 
or what can man give in exchange for his soul the answer to that question ladies and gentlemen is obvious it's nothing let me read a little bit more from the article that I wrote back in November of 2014 so I was saying that false religions basically works off a works righteousness system which can never save false religious systems are all based on conditions being met in order to merit the favor of their God or their system and that's not so with Christianity the work has been performed perfectly and finally by the Lord Jesus Christ there is no actual activity one has to engage in to meet or merit the grace of God it is a gift from God to undeserving wretched sinners and that's what we all are we're wretched sinners God the Father loved the world so that he sent his only son to redeem the world from its sins once again ladies and gentlemen that is our worldwide problem is our sins and what is sin sin basically is uh, we're missing the mark of God's perfection sin is rebellion sin is as I mentioned in another podcast we sin by not doing what God has commanded us to do and we also sin by doing more than what God has commanded us to do in other words we go beyond God's prohibition and then we also fail to do what he has commanded so we sin in both areas when we uh, omit what God has commanded us to do that is what we call a sin of omission of course and when we don't do what God has commanded us to do we have committed a sin of commission either one is an offense is an offense to God so so here here's the crux of the matter ladies and gentlemen as I wrap up someone asked Jesus this question what shall we do that we may work the works of God here it is listen very carefully Jesus answered and said to them this is the work singular of God this is the one thing that we have to do that you believe in him whom the father has sent I'm going to read that again what shall we do that we may work the works of God Jesus answered and said to them and you can imagine imagine that Jesus is saying this to you today because the word of God is just as relevant today right now as I'm saying this on July the 6th 2017 as it was in 20 something AD when Jesus first uttered these words he says this is the work of God singular mind you not plural that you believe in him whom the father has sent that's John chapter 6 verses 28 and 29 here's a crystal clear case of the human responsibility of man to believe we have the choice to believe or not to believe ladies and gentlemen so for all of you who may have done once again fantastic human philanthropic humanitarian type of things you've helped the homeless you have clothed the naked you have given uh, water to the thirsty you have fed multitudes you have given to shelters you have opened schools and hospitals you have done great and marvelous things and I thank God for that 
for those of you who have the resources and for those of you who tirelessly work towards those things that is fantastic I applaud it God bless you for it but I'm speaking to you and regarding your soul what are you going to do about that ladies and gentlemen what are you going to do about when you die and your life is over and everything that you have done has basically been a monument to yourself you have built a shrine to yourself now men and women when you pass on will praise your efforts and will probably make memorials of you as we often do for people who have been impactful in our lives and in our generation but what in the world are you going to do if you have died having rejected the Lord Jesus Christ he has no other choice but to reject you even though it will pain him to do that because he came to this world to save men not to condemn them he came to save them this is what John chapter 3 uh, verses 16 and 17 says it says this for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son you know the verse very well that whosoever believes in him shall not perish that's the condition that you have to believe on him as I just mentioned in John chapter 6 you have to believe on him whoever believes in him will have eternal life for the father did not send the son into the world to, to condemn the world but through the son the world might be saved ladies and gentlemen this is this message may be the only time you have an opportunity to turn from your sin to be forgiven of your sin see to believe also encompasses repenting when you hear the gospel message you're hearing the gospel message right now from me brother Dale the man that cares about your soul that wants to see you into the kingdom of God turn from your sin repent of your sin today is a day of salvation tomorrow might be too late you're not guaranteed tomorrow you're not guaranteed the next 30 minutes none of us are your life could be snuffed down in a moment you can have a heart attack and die. I hope that doesn't happen. I know that sounds gruesome and it sounds harsh, but we're all living on borrowed time, ladies and gentlemen. What are you going to do? There's only one way to God. There's only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. There are no other ways. The other ways are false. All roads do not lead to God. I know many of you have said that. I know you've listened to the the people on television that saying there are many ways to God I know are people saying that you can uh, gain inner peace by meditation by uh, reincarnation and so forth but none of those things deals with our problem and that is our sin that's why Jesus Christ came to die is to wipe away our sins when we choose to believe in him and that's all I'm going to say in regards to that. I can uh, preach on forever, but I hopefully I've made the message clear. God bless you one and again. Thank you for listening. Please respond to Jesus Christ, Christ in true repentance and faith today.